How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Friday, March the 5th. We're ending your week off here with some video game news, and let's jump right into it. So first of all, we got to talk about Valve. Uh, As you might know, they attempted to create a collectible card game a couple of years ago. It was called Artifact, and they have now announced that they are ceasing development of the game. So they released it towards the end of 2018, and it lost players as quickly as it got them. And ever since then, Valve has been trying to reboot the game, kind of like EA was doing with Anthem. They were calling it Artifact 2.0, and evidently that didn't work out the way that they wanted it to. So now there's going to be two versions of Artifact. Uh, First, there's going to be Artifact Classic, which is the original release, except now everything is free. So no upfront cost, all players get access to every card, and all of the in-game payments are removed. And then there's also Artifact Foundry, which was all of the work that they did on trying to reboot the game. That is also going to be free, except players will earn cards by playing the game over time, as opposed to just getting every card at once. So if you still want to play the game, you can, and you don't have to pay anything. I gotta say, I'm pretty bummed about this one. I was one of the few people who, like, actually believed in the game when it launched, though I lost interest in it just like everyone else when I started playing. Games like Legends of Runeterra just do similar things so much better. In a recent blog post, the developers for Marvel's Avengers outlined some of the new changes that they're making to the game, and chiefly, they are reworking the XP system so that it is harder to unlock things. So as it stands, it takes the same amount of XP to go from like level 1 to 2 as it does from level 40 to 41. And they are now making it so that you need more XP for each level the higher that you go. It's more of a curve. Now, their justification for the change is that there are pacing issues that are quote-unquote confusing and overwhelming to new players. But to be honest, this is just something that is so confusing. I don't know why they're making this move. And uh, here's a quote from Fanbyte, which I think sums up my thoughts on this nicely. Quote, It is an utterly baffling solution to a nothing problem. I am not sure what exactly would quote-unquote save Avengers, but I assure you that making it more difficult to level up characters is not it. None of the criticisms of the game, and there are many, have ever mentioned it being overwhelming or confusing to choose which skills to take at leveling up. It's so much more often the opposite. Players wish to get to the big skills earlier and find the grind to get there tedious. End quote. And, you know, Marvel's Avengers has been struggling. It doesn't have a lot of players. Obviously, the whole release, they just bungled horribly. Anyway, the the developers are saying if you want to level up your characters quick, as opposed to slow, then you're going to have to do it before they release the next-gen version on March 18th. Hey, I wanted to tell you about a recent game that has been picking up a little bit of traction. It's called Loop Hero. And it's super hard to describe, so I am going to encourage you to, to give it a look. But at its core, it's a roguelike deck builder with auto-battling mechanics. And the game basically looks like the protagonist being plopped on a map that endlessly loops around itself. And the protagonist just walks around in that loop, battling enemies along the way. And then after each battle, you collect a card that alters the loop in some way. You know, adds a building or adds terrain, and that will influence the stats of the game. And then the decisions that you make will influence how effectively the character battles, uh, eventually dying or finishing the run. And then all of it also has a pretty cool old-school computer RPG art style. It's very much a a throwback. Anyway, in some circles, it's gotten a little popular. Uh, It's published by Devolver Digital. And there is a demo available. So once again, that's called The Loop Hero. You should check it out. Okay, last thing, super quick. Uh, This isn't, like, super significant or anything, but it's an interesting tidbit. Uh, Blizzard is now allowing players to import their Diablo 2 saves into the new remaster, Diablo 2 Resurrected. 
even though the game is 20 years old, uh, local single-player save files are going to carry over just fine. So if you have a save hidden away somewhere, it might be worth plugging it into the remaster for a trip down memory lane. Or, you know, for those of you still playing the game in 2021, this is going to be a great way to skip the inconvenience of starting over from the beginning. Anyway, I love stuff like this. Folks, that is uh, actually going to wrap us up for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And hey, we're coming up on the weekend. We're going to do some variety shows, and I figured we should do another mailbag because I'm getting quite busy on the weekends, and this is quite an easy show to develop the mailbag. So here's the question for you. What is your biggest video game purchase that you have no regrets about? I think this could be a fun one. So I'm thinking of stuff like collector's editions, or maybe like if you're a really big fan of a game that has a lot of DLC, like The Sims or Crusader Kings, you know, those can be hundreds of dollars worth of DLC and you bought all of it or something like that. Basically, just tell me a time you spent a lot of money. You probably shouldn't have done it, but you don't regret it. That's all for me today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Of course, back again next Monday with the news. And until next time. Happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. So I had a pretty rough day yesterday. That's why there wasn't an after show. But I found some comfort in some gaming for the first time in a long time. You might remember back, I think it was a month ago or a couple of weeks ago, uh, I finished two games on the same day. You remember I was celebrating Streets of Rage 4, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I haven't really attempted to play like a solid games since those two. I've been playing some of the games that you always play, like Minecraft and Runeterra and stuff like that. But like actually sitting down and playing a game with sound on and paying attention and stuff hasn't happened for a long time for me. And so I thought, what the heck? I tried to play it before Christmas and I never could. I booted up Yakuza 0. I've only ever heard good things about the Yakuza series and everybody says to start with 0, so I did. On the first session, 30 minutes in, this was a couple of days ago, I think, uh, I wasn't super impressed. I was like, uh-oh, yet again, I'm going to be coming in here and being like, uh, it's not the game for me. But the next 90 minutes after that, oh boy, do they know how to hook you. And it might have just been that I wasn't in the mood for the first 30 minutes, but I am finding so much charm in this game. Like, I totally get it now, where the storyline is serious and, you know, it's pretty well written. I'm very interested in where it's going to go from here, especially because, you know, I haven't played the other Yakuza games. Like, chronologically, this one comes before all of the other ones, but it wasn't the first game released. And so, you know, everybody knows usually when they play this game what happened. But I I have no idea what the narrative is for this game. So, you know, I'm actually interested in how things are going to play out. But then at the same time that you have this like mafia boss, you know, chop your pinky off craziness, you have like, I don't know, just like silliness. How do you describe that? You can you can sing karaoke. And you joke around with people like it's like they're making like inappropriate jokes to each other. You come across like this random mysterious stranger who's full of so much character. And the dialogue goes from like super serious people are dying to just absolute wackiness. And normally that would be off-putting, but in this game, it's just charm. And that's what everybody says about it, right? Like when you when you hear people talking about Yakuza, like that's they say that you're not, you know, you don't play that game for the combat necessarily. You're playing for the journey that you go on. And I can understand that, at least in the first 90 minutes. I know there's a lot more to this game. I'm not saying that I'm going to play the rest of it because you know how I am. Actually, this has me curious about how long it takes to beat this game. 30 hours? That's not too bad. How long is Final Fantasy IX? 40 hours? Okay, if I can get through Final Fantasy IX, I can get through Yakuza 0. But anyway, the, po- the point of all of this was that it's been a long time since I've had video games as a way to relax. You know, I've been doing a lot of, like, 
reading books. For those of you who know Brandon Sanderson, I'm reading the first uh, in the Stormlight Archive. It's amazing. Um, and then there's like, you know, I'm watching a lot of Survivor <laughs> for when I just want to tune out of the world and put something that's pretty low intensity on. But games, you know, they were on the back burner for a bit. And now I've come back to it. And, and yesterday I cooled off with some Yakuza. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. Let me know if you've played it. I'd like to know your thoughts on the game. That's all for now, folks. Until next time. Farewell.